and welcome to Rocket Radio, where we share great books for kids to want to read again and again and again. And maybe, just maybe, along the way of our reading adventure, find some new ones. Coming up in today's episode, a student from Robinson ISD shares his great adventures with Mr. Bambuckle, a crazy magical teacher. Also, a second guest today who shares her love of drawing comes by and talks about anime. I wonder where she gets her ideas. She'll share that with us. And as always, Rocket Reader Recommendations with Maya. And we'll check in on Sleepy Hollow and see how Brom Bones and Ichabod, how their battle is going for the heart and love of the fair Katrina. Hey, Rocket Radio listeners. Welcome to our show today. We are super, super excited to have a guest with us. We are meeting uh, through Google Meets. And uh, this kid is amazing. He is a student at Robinson Intermediate School in Robinson, Texas. And he is one of my most avid readers in our school. Uh, He was one of the first ones to get started in our Tower of Books Challenge. And uh, his was also the neatest because he likes things done very well. And so his always looked really great. He had lots of compliments on that. Um, He's a part of our Lunch Bunch Reading Club. And what that is for you viewers and listeners that don't know, um, that's when kids come in to the library. Uh, Sixth grade comes every day and they bring their lunch, they bring their books, and they sit for about an hour and they eat and read. And it is so cool. And then uh, he's always reading something very, very interesting. So uh, welcome to our podcast. This is Noah. Hello. Good to be here. How's uh, everything been going as far as at home school? Everything's been going pretty good. I mean, it's just like kind of boring in a way, I guess. Yeah. Um, are you kind of feeling the um, urge to go back to school? A little bit because, like, I want to go back to the library, check out more books, but it's school. Lots of, <laughs> lots of work. Yeah. So. Do you think it's, there's, is there more work when you actually go to school or do you think there's more work at, at, at home school? There's definitely a lot more work at school mm-hmm. but like it's just like kind of hard to do it at home because it's easier to talk to someone in person than um, talk to them on the computer because you have to type in exactly what you want to say right right All right and um uh, we need that personal connection don't we yeah. yeah um hey so being one of my most avid readers um what have you been reading since we've been uh, at home? I've been reading a three book book series. It's called um, Class 12B, Mr. Bambuckle. And it's a really good series. I like it. I would recommend it to all the sixth graders 
is very good. Why? Why would you recommend it to all the sixth graders? I don't know. It's just like <laughs> it's really funny. Uh huh. And um, it's really interesting. Like they tell stories, and it's like just very interesting. Lots of different stuff happens. Mr. Bambuckle, he's hilarious. He's the teacher, and he can like do magic, I guess, and he makes it the book pretty interesting. He's so he's a magical teacher. Pretty much, he has like, like in the last book, he just like stepped off the bus uh -huh. and then he stepped back on it while the bus was moving. So like he pretty much appeared through like thin air. Really? So, yeah. So what? What subject does he teach in this book? He just teaches whatever. He doesn't exactly teach. He's uh -huh. like one of those. He's just like a different kind of teacher. Uh huh. Principal, principal, Mr. Sternglass, he doesn't like it. Uh -huh. He needs to be teaching, you know, the right stuff, like math, science, all that. Uh -huh. But he needs to, like, create your own website or, like, create your own cake. And it's just, like, really cool. Oh, so kind of like, um, uh, almost like uh, interest-based learning, like what are you interested in today? Yeah. And so he's going to teach you whatever you're interested yeah, in? Yeah, he doesn't really teach math that much. Like, whenever they um, made a cake, they're like, design a cake, and they're like, they did it, and then he's like, all right, class, close your eyes for, like, five seconds. They did it, they opened their eyes again, and their cakes were sitting on their desk. Oh. So really cool. Wow. Like they just, they made it on paper, and then, like, it just appeared on their desk. Oh, that that's that would be cool to have a teacher like that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and so, is there an adventure that goes on, or I mean, what's the storyline of this book? We know he's a magic teacher, but uh, like, what's the plot of this story? What's going on in like, it? It's just like, I mean, they just tell like different kind of stories. Like every chapter is most likely another kid telling a story, mm -hmm. and they're and um, Mr. Sternblast, a principal. He doesn't like Mr. Bambuckle. He's always trying to get him, like, fired. <laughs> and in the second book, that he actually did that. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, in the second book, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, they did that. And Miss, um, they had a new teacher, and it was Miss Frost. And she's like, discipline is the new order. Ooh. And then she's making it all hard. Right. Like, yeah, she's just like one of those mean teachers. Like, she won't let you do anything. Uh, so how'd they get rid of her? There's actually this story, you know, how Mr. Bambuckle is magic. He can make things appear. Uh-huh. So he put a note in a girl's backpack, and he said, um, your fingers are like the magic touch. Uh-huh. So she can, like, she wrote something on the computer, and it would appear. So if she did, like, a... Um, tornado. She did a picture of a tornado mm -hmm. and put it on the because um, she got a photo of their school mm -hmm. and when she put the photo the tornado on the school, there was a tornado in the um, outside. So she ended up making Miss Frost disappear like that. She dragged her picture all the way to outer like outer space. She found a place like around the world and put her there, <sighs> and then she like just disappeared. So, Mr. Bambuckle ended up being the teacher again. So. Okay, so now I know why all of your sixth grade friends probably are going to like reading this series. 
Uh-huh. He actually made a nose, like, big. It was, like, a big, like, goblin nose. It was just all round, like, covering the whole middle of her face. Uh-huh. It was very weird. Oh, she was just one of, the, one of those, huh? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, okay, so tell us the name of that series again. Is it like, is it a long series or is it a short series? Oh. There's three books, but they're, like, pretty thick chapter books. Mm-hmm. There's, let me see. There's about 200, yeah, so there's 215 pages. Okay. So that's how many are in each book. Okay. And what yeah. was the name of the series again? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Bambuckle, um, Class 12B. Okay, Class so can, 12. Yeah, so you can just put, like, Class 12B. Okay. It should show up. It, is it kind of a new series, or has it been around a while? I'm not really exactly sure, because, okay. uh, like, my aunt gave it to me, so, uh-huh. like, just, like, gave, like, me the, because she loves to read, too, uh-huh. so she just, like, gave me these, because she thought, because she was reading this series, then she bought me these books, so now I've been reading them. Yeah, uh, and it turns out you liked them, huh? Good recommendation. Yeah, cool. Okay. So, um, all right. I know, like I said, you you are a great reader, and you are always reading something. So, what are you planning on reading next? Um, you are doing a, you know, your badge whenever you have to read um, five to ten books or read one book. Yeah. I'm planning to get to the ten books, mm-hmm. and I have a few books on my shelf that I haven't re- read. They're the Magic Treehouse books. So I should get through them pretty quickly and get the badge. Right. And I, once I read all the books I haven't read, I would have seven books. But I have an e-reader that my mom bought me for Chris, um, Christmas. Yes. So um, now after I read all the other books, I'll be able to read three more on the e-reader because I can just, you know, type them in and come right right just like download those yeah Yeah. uh one of our um listeners she has come up with a new thing to call books because you know we have audiobooks now i mean we've had them for a while but they're really prevalent in our language right now because we are at home so we have audiobooks we have ebooks so just a regular book that you hold in your hand she and her mom decided to come up with a new term called handheld book what do you think about that? I think that's a pretty good name. I know. So I'm going to start. Yeah, I'm going to. That may be the newest word in, uh, you know, the Webster Dictionary this year. Yeah. Handheld book instead of, you know, handheld device. Now we have a handheld book. So, well, I'm using that so we can, you know, we can tell the difference between what we're talking about. So, yeah. uh, anyways. Um, so Magic Treehouse books, yes, those are good. And so you're going to work for the digital badges that we are trying to earn in our... Uh, I'm going to get to the last badge, the 10 books, read 10 books. There you go. Good deal. And um, so you were telling me you do miss school, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I me mean, too. Yeah, I, just, I miss it, but... You know, lots of work. I yeah. don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, we, we, we can't wait to see you guys and get back to school. And uh, now, wait a minute. You're going to be in seventh grade next year. Yeah. 
But you know what? I, I'll still be around in the district, and I always come over to the junior high, and I talk to that librarian and visit all the time. And so we will still have connections. If not, we can always do Google Meet like we're doing right yeah. now. <laughs> well, Noah, I um, really appreciate you taking your time uh, in between classes today and whatever else you've got going on this afternoon to come and uh, share with our listeners a really good set of books to start reading. Mm -hmm. I was glad to be here. Very good. Thank you. And uh, hey, can we, um, can, uh, would you like to be a, a return guest? Yes, I would. Oh. I like this very much. All right. So maybe you can tell us next time for our um, maybe a little bit younger readers some of those Magic Treehouse books because I think yeah. they're second, third grade yeah, they're level. Like 60 pages. Yeah. They're, they're an easy read, but I know yeah. that'll finish your series, won't it? Yes. I think so because I think you've read almost all of them. Yeah, I've read a lot of Magic Treehouse books. All right. All right. All right. Now, a happy reading again. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Up next, our anime artist guest and Rocket Reader recommendations with Maya. And we'll check in on Sleepy Hollow. Stay tuned. Our next guest is a young lady that goes to Robinson Intermediate School, and she is a great artist. Her name is Cheyenne. Every, uh, Cheyenne, go ahead and tell our listeners hello. Hi. Um, thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you for getting up and early on Friday morning and meeting with us. I'm really excited about what you are going to share with us today. Um, some of your drawings that you've been working on since we uh, have been out with our, our on school homeschool homeschooling. Yeah. And so I call it anime, but tell me about anime and what what word, what exactly is that? Well, anime is like for the shows and movies. And then since um, I have a book that I help that helps me with my drawings, um, the books um, are called manga. Manga. Yeah, manga. How do you spell that, Cheyenne? M-A-N-G-A. Okay. Wow. And so when you draw, um, what kinds of drawings are you actually doing? Um, I usually just flip through the book and I see if there's something uh, that I like and then I do that drawing, but I switch it up to bit to make it my own. Ah, and so I know you showed me a couple of your drawings, I believe on our Flipgrid responses, and yeah. we were talking about uh, fashion. And yes. Yes, so is that something you kind of like to switch up when you're drawing? Well, um, 
I usually just change the design, uh, like, on a shirt or something a little bit, but I usually just change, like, um, the shoes or um, something with a face or hair. Uh, and are these uh, pencil, what kind of uh, art do you use? Do you use pencils, crayons, markers? What kind of medium? I have some eraser, like art eraser things. And um, I usually use mechanical pencils, but I ran out and I recently got some art pens. And it has one, like, really, really thin mechanical pencils. And then after I'm done with the mechanical pencil part, I just outline it with the pen. Uh, and outlining usually makes things kind of pop in the art world, doesn't it? For me, I don't really like to color that much. Um, but I do have um, colored pencils. They're my favorite things to use. Because I don't think crayons or markers really work that well for me. Right, right. And everybody has the thing that they really like to use. Like, yeah. um, I like to use those very thin Sharpie markers. Uh, that's basically what pens are. Ah, that's what you're using too? Yeah, I really like to write with those. It's very comfortable. So I think that must be an artistic type thing. You kind of get to what you're comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, so you said you got your ideas from a book. What was the name of the book again, in case our viewers didn't catch it? The Manga Fashion Bible. And who's the author? Christopher Hart. So he has a bunch of other drawing books, like um, starter ones, I think, starter drawing anime, and then also like really hard to draw, and also some series, I think. Yeah. I wonder, does he, um, I wonder if this guy, if he produces books that kind of show you um, how to draw these characters, uh, this style of drawing, I wonder if he has worked for any um, cartoon uh, networks. Do you know any kind of background history on him? Um, I know, there's, okay, there's this one really good YouTuber. She likes to draw sort of anime things like me. Uh-huh. And I think she's talked about him before, but um, it really wasn't that much. It was just that he's, he makes a lot of books like these, and she used to do them. I don't know that much about him, but... Well, he's, he's made, like, he's made YouTube, because if this girl, this YouTuber is um, made mention of him on her channel, his name must be running around in, like, YouTube circles or something with the art world. Cool. Uh, so, what is it that you're uh, currently working on? Well, the other day I had made a um, my first like OC, so original character. I usually to know that I'm making an OC, I usually put their name in because I usually don't do that most of my drawings. I just draw something, but I really like how this guy looked so I gave him a name so I'm going to keep drawing him I haven't outlined him in pen yet I don't think I will uh -huh. I don't want to accidentally make a wrong mark and then mess it up so yeah because pen's permanent isn't it 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, even erasable pen, there's still some residue left. Yeah, I agree. So you, uh, I'm hearing you say that you created a, your own character. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. So what's the name of this character? Hayden. Hayden. And hey, can you, I know the listeners can't see it, but can you, do you, can I see it? <laughs> I'm and he just he just has a head but he just has a head oh wow that is very good he thank you he is um he reminds me of like Hades of the underworld kind of a godlike creature well i gave him the name hayden because um in german hayden means heathen so Ah, <laughs> kind of strong and Viking. That's what it reminded me of. That's really neat. I wonder if you can take this character. Do you think you could develop where he goes on adventures and maybe, you know, create your own type anime type story or graphic novel? Well, I usually do that with a friend because I... I've done it at my own school a couple of times with two of my friends. Um, one time it was like these Cyclops princesses, and I still have some of the um, drawings, but we never finished them. Oh. Um, another time was like three goddess princesses, but they all had the same dad with different moms. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so goodness. That is was creative. One was the goddess of the sun, which was my friend, and mine was the goddess of water. And then the last one was like of the underworld, goddess of the underworld. Um, she didn't really have, I guess she was technically sort of mine too. Uh huh. But I, we put her in, she was just basically the villain. <laughs> oh, that is neat. You know, that'd be neat to open up those old characters again and combine it with your new character. And hey, you write your own graphic novel. I mean, I still have all the art over there. Hey, and you are, you've got a bunch of time because I know you probably are pretty much done with your homeschool assignments and the weekend's coming up. That's a, that's a thought, Cheyenne. <laughs> All right, Cheyenne. Well, I appreciate you taking your time out of your day to come and share the way that you're using a, a book to help you uh, be very, very creative in your artwork because the artwork is really astronomical. I wish our listeners could see it, uh, but she's really, really good. It looks very professional. Good job, Cheyenne. Thank you for coming. No problem. All right. We will talk to you later, okay? Okay. Hi, fellow readers, and welcome to the second episode of Rocket Reading Recommendations with me, Maya. Here at Robinson, reading recommendations will be given to you by yours truly for your enjoyment. So, let's get to it. So, since the coronavirus has happened... The libraries have closed, and so reading handheld books or paper books is not an option. So, instead of not reading anything, we should find different ways to read. And the way that I'm talking about is digitally, 
One of my favorite digital books that I have read during the corona is After Zero by Christian Collins. This realistic fiction book is about a young girl whose father is dead and later finds out that she has brothers who are also dead. They have died because of her. So with this guilt, she tries not to talk at all in school and she keeps tally marks of how much she talks. And one day she gets to zero. Her mother acts like she doesn't care about her and she takes that personally. On a quest to find her brothers who she thinks are dead, she meets new friends and finds her true self. After Zero is an emotional, heartwarming book that helps you realize that you can't, that you can be greater. Well, that concludes the second episode of Rocket Reading Recommendations. My name is Maya and happy reading. Say he's tired of his flaming top. He's got a yen to make the swap. The so legend of Sleepy Hollow. Let's check in with Ichabod, Ron Bones, and the lovely Katrina. This hero had for some time singled out the blooming Katrina for the object of his gallantries. And though his enormous toyings were something like the gentle caresses endearments of a a bear, yet it was whispered that she did not altogether discourage his hopes. Certain it is his advances were signals for rival candidates to retire, who felt no inclination to cross a lion in his armors, insomuch that when his horse was seen tied to the Van Tassel paling on a Sunday night, a sure sign that his master was courting, or as it is termed, sparking, within all other suitors passed by in despair and carried the war into their other quarters. Such was the formidable rival with whom Ichabod Crane had to contend, and considering all things, a much stouter man than he would have had a happy mixture of perseverance in his nature. He was in form and in spirit like a supple jack, yielding but tough. Though he bent, he never broke. And though he bowed beneath the slightest pressure, yet the moment it was away, jerk. He was erect and carried his head as high as ever. To have taken the field openly against his rival would have been madness, for he was not a man to be thwart in his armors, any more than a stormy lover, Archelaus. Ichabod therefore made his advances in a quiet and gentle manner. Under cover of his character of singing master, he made frequent visits to the farmhouse, not that he had anything to apprehend from the meddlesome interference of parents, which is so often a stumbling block in path of lovers. Baltus Van Tassel was easy an easy, indulgent soul. He loved his daughter even better than his pipe, and like a reasonable man and his excellent father, let her have her way in everything. His notable little wife, too, had enough to do to attend her housekeeping and manage her poultry, for as she sagely observed, ducks and geese are foolish things and must be looked after but girls can take care of themselves. Thus, while this busy dame bustled about the house or plied her spinning wheel at one end of the piazza, Honest Balt 
would sit smoking his evening pipe at the other, watching the achievements of a little wooden warrior who, armed with a sword in each hand, was most valiantly fighting the wind on a pinnacle on the barn. In the meantime, Ichabod would carry on his suit with his daughter by the side of the spring under the great elm or sauntering along in the twilight, that hour so favorable to the lover's eloquence. I profess not to know how women's hearts are wooed and won. To me, they have always been matters of riddle and admiration. Some seem to have but one vulnerable point and a door of access, while others have thousands of avenues and may be captured in a thousand different ways. It is a great triumph of skill to gain the former, but a still greater proof of generalship to maintain possession of the latter. For the man must battle for his fortress at every door and window. He who wins a thousand common hearts is therefore entitled to some renown, but he who keeps undisputed sway over the heart of a croquet indeed is a hero. Certain it is that was not the case with the redoubtable Brombones, and from the moment Ichabod Crane made his advances, the interest of the former evidently declined. His horse was no longer seen tied in the palings on Sunday nights, and a deadly feud gradually arose between him and the preceptor of Sleepy Hollow. Brom, who had a degree of rough chivalry in his nature, would feign and have carried matters to open warfare and have settled this pretension to the lady according to the mode of those most conscious and simple reasoners, the knights errant of yore by single combat. But Ichabod was too conscious of a superior might of his adversary to enter the list against him. He had overheard a boast of bones that he would double the schoolmaster up and lay him on his shelf on his own schoolhouse, and he was too wary to give him an opportunity. There's something extremely provoking in this obstinate sleeve's Pacific system. It left Brahm no alternative but to draw upon the funds of rustic wagonry in his disposition and to play off boorish practical jokes upon his rival. Ichabod became the object of whimsical persecution to Bones and his gang of rough riders. They harried his hitherto peaceful domains, smoking out his singing school by stopping up the chimney. They broke into the schoolhouse at night in spite of its formidable fastenings and turned everything upside down so that the poor schoolmaster began to think that all the witches in the county held their meetings there. But what was still more annoying, Brahm took all opportunities of turning him into ridicule in presence of his mistress and had a scoundrel dog whom he taught to whine in the most ludicrous manner and introduced as a rival of Ichabod's to instruct her in psalmody. In this way, matters went on for some time without producing any material effect on the relative situation of the contending powers. On a fine autumnal afternoon, Ichabod, in pensive mood, sat enthroned on the lofty stool from whence he usually watched all the concerns of his little uh, literary realm. 
In his hand, he swayed a furrel, that scepter of despotic power. The birch of justice reposed on three nails behind the throne, a constant terror to evildoers. While on the desk before him, he might be seen sundry contraband articles and prohibited weapons, detected upon the parsons of idle urchins, such as health-munched apples, pop guns, whirly jigs, fly cages, and whole legions of rampart little paper gamecocks. Apparently, there had been some appalling act of justice recently inflicted, for his scholars were all busy, intent upon their books, or slyly whispering behind them with one eye kept on the master, and a kind of buzzing stillness reigned throughout the schoolroom. It was suddenly interrupted by the appearance of a person in toe-cloth jackets and trousers, a round-crowned fragment of a hat, like the cap of Mercury, and mounted on the back of a ragged, wild, half-broken colt, which he managed with a rope by the way of halter. He came clattering up to the school door with an invitation to Ichabod to attend a merrymaking or quilting frolic to be held that evening at Munhir van Tussels, and having delivered his message with that air of importance and effort of fine language of his kind, he dashed over the brook and was seen scampering away up the hollow, full of the importance and hurry of his mission. All was now bustle and hubbub in the late quiet, quiet schoolroom. The scholars were hurrying through their lessons without stopping. Those were nimble, skiffed over happy and impunity, and those who were tardy had a smart application now and then in the rear to quicken their speed or help them over a tall word. Books were flung aside without being put away on the shelves. Inkstands were overturned, benches thrown down, and the whole school was turned loose an hour before the usual time, bursting forth like a legion of young imps, yelping and racketing about the green in joy of their early emancipation. The gallant Ichabod now spent at least an extra half hour at his toilette, brushing and furbishing his best and indeed only suit of rusty black and arranging his locks by a bit of broken looking glass that hung up in the schoolhouse. That he might make his appearance before his mistress in the true style of a cavalier, he borrowed a horse from the farmer with whom he was demosolated of the name Hans von Ripper and thus gallantly mounted, issued forth like a knight errant in quest of adventures. But it is meet I should, in the true spirit of romantic story, give some account of the looks and equipments of my hero and his steed. The animal had bestowed was a broken down old plowhouse horse that had outlived almost everything by his viciousness. He was gaunt and shagged with an eunuch neck and heard like uh, and head like a hammer. His rusty mane and tail were tangled and knotted with blurs. One eye had lost its pupil and was glaring at spectral, but the other had the gleam of a genuine devil in it. Still, he must have had a fire and a metal in his day, if we may judge from the name he bore of gunpowder. He had, in fact, been a favorite steed of his master Van Ripper, who was a furious rider, and who infused very probably some of his own spirit into the animal. For old and broken down as he looked, there was more of the lurking devil in him than any young filly in the country.
for joining us today on our reading adventure. We hope you take away some great things to read and some great ways to read. Thanks also to Noah and Cheyenne for sharing your talents with us. Tune in next week for new guests, new recommendations with Maya, and great new reading adventures. Rocket Radio!